0: Another week, another episode of BAM, that's Boris and Matt weekly, where we talk about all things sports, and we talk about all things entertainment, and at the end, we talk about sports entertainment. I'm Boris, and as always, I am joined by Matt.
1: Bonjour. How's everybody doing out there? We hope you're doing well. Boris, lots to get to today. We got some MLB Hall of Fame to talk about. We got arguably the greatest weekend in the history of the nfl playoffs which went up against gcw the world i gotta tell you i think the football was better than gcw we got all kinds of things to talk about on wrestling side we got the royal rumble to preview and we're going to talk about impact wrestling from last week and kind of give you the heads up on what's coming up on tonight's edition of impact wrestling
0: yep i think that's a perfect summary of today's episode but before we get to All of that sports entertainment and sports entertainment chat. Matt, how's it going with you, man?
1: That's going pretty well, man uh, <laughs> We'll get into it during the wrestling portion But I woke up today, I made myself a little breakfast Poured myself a coffee, tried to watch GCW for the second time And I couldn't get through it I couldn't get past the first match That ladder match is just a disaster And I was just like, man, I don't want to spend my morning Watching this show, I honestly don't So, uh, you know, I, I went out, did a couple things Got some fresh air, and I'm feeling good, buddy I'm feeling ready to, uh, to go Ready to discuss some wrestling and sports How are you doing, man?
0: i'm doing pretty good i'm doing pretty good yeah we'll get to that on the on the wrestling side but uh you know that show for sure caused controversy for lack of a better word right people's opinions were really split when it turns out to as it pertains to kind of what they thought of that show and whether that show was 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 worth it but we'll get to that a little later man but yeah no everything is going well um you know yesterday when we were recording the sun just started blaring and it was beautiful, beautiful afternoon. But then by the evening, it started snowing again, which is kind of like blah. But, you know, um, kind of took yesterday off. I didn't even watch Dynamite last night. Let me tell you that.
1: Oh, nice. Oh, you missed a good one, man. There were two great matches. I said I think last two matches- night,
0: my friend. Ah, ah
1: <laughs> I see. I see. Yeah, man. Yeah. So there are a couple of great matches on Dynamite, but that's good, man. You got to take some Boris time every now and then. And, yo, it it's nice out there today. It's a little it's a little cool. The wind is, you know, a little crispy, but uh, it's like four or five degrees, little snowfall in Toronto. It's a it's a nice morning
0: yeah for sure man it, it, it does look nice like it looks like calm like i don't see the trees waving and doing their thing so uh yeah it looks you know after this i might take a walk because uh you know unfortunately because of lockdowns because of just sheer laziness i've kind of been <laughs> i've been doing those boris walks that i've become famous for um you know I've, I've probably gained just a couple pounds but it's time to get back to the system trust the process man trust the process Absolutely. And, well it's uh, working yeah. for
1: the 76ers oh Wait, no, it's not.
0: But I think you should still trust the process. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid 76ers. Anyways, but yeah, no. So uh, yeah, it's, it's got to get back to the routine, right? But I think like, you know, with, with the, the way that the year ended, uh, the broken clavicle, just feeling like crap, family stuff, going stuff, particularly my, with my grandmother, right? Um, the way the year ended was kind of just absolutely shit. So I started falling out of the routine. But now it's like it's, it's time to refocus i gotta get a routine back because my friend i am back on the road in a few weeks
1: oh nice yeah it definitely is important to get some exercise get some uh, you know fresh air every now and then I, I recommend getting out there for a walk buddy if you can like i said it's a nice day but yeah, i feel yeah. i've been i've been kind of feeling the winter doldrums a little bit myself kind of losing the uh Losing the focus on the exercise and, the, you know, proper diet and stuff, eating like shit. Take, eating takeout way too much, you know? It's good to just buy some healthy groceries and, you know, kind of hunker down and try to get some exercise and live like a normal, productive human here for a little bit, not like an angry six-year-old at a birthday party. Man, that's the thing.
0: Like, it's honestly, it's sometimes it's so hard to focus, to, like, just do the right thing, make your food, do the right thing, buy proper groceries, do the right thing. Get up for for a walk, right? Like it's really, it's really, really difficult sometimes. But uh, you know, sometimes you just gotta hunker down and do it. And this is like, you know, I, I don't share too much of my life on social media, as you know, right? Like there's there certain things I do, but for the most part, I'm, I, I don't share too much. But last year, like you know, as I was reaching certain milestones, uh, with with losing weight, right? I would post a picture, and I would always call those the accountability pictures, right? Because it's not that I'm trying to show off my sexy, svelte self. It's more accountability (laughs) in the sense that, look, I've lost this amount, this is what, you know, this is where we're at right now, hold me accountable if things go the other direction again.
1: So that's part of it right now, buddy. So now you are holding yourself accountable, and I think that's good. You know what I mean? But, yeah, it's it it's normal. You don't have to beat yourself up about it. But at the same time, it's important to recognize when it's happening and kind of try to right the ship, you know, steer it back to the to the right uh, channels as it works. Well, were. that's exactly
0: it, right? Like, and, and even just me talking about it on this show, I think, is, 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 is holding myself accountable to that extent <laughs> at the very least. But... You know, I'm a little concerned because, like I said, I'm back on the road, and that's really what fucked me over big time was being on the road. Um, you know, my my day job consists of wheeling, dealing, you know, uh, taking clients out, them taking me out, and and you know, traveling just a shit ton. So it was all it's it's very difficult. I'm not gonna say impossible it's difficult right so now that i'm back on the road almost 2 years later right like i've done trips here and there but nothing major um but like you know uh only hang out with clients when i have to um you know i'm still i'll still be social but i'll be responsibly social uh the other thing is you know possibly waking up just a little earlier having not having that last rum and coke or shot of tequila and yeah. waking up like half an hour earlier and hitting the gym at the hotel cuz every hotel I stay at does have a gym you right so like actually doing those small stuff right um trying to maintain some form of a schedule even when i'm away and then when i'm back really focusing hunkering down maybe even going to like a gym or something that that's 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 a whole other thing right that i have to worry about but like i say we'll see exactly what happens but uh i'm a little nervous uh, and 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 happy and we'll see you know in terms of recording schedule we'll need to talk but really not much is going to change
1: yeah i mean we'll figure it all out uh and like i said like People will step up. Uh, I'm sure we've we've got a we've got a good team here. We got some people that we can call on, and uh, you know I've got friends, Boris, in high and low places. I could get some. Uh, I can get some people to fill in for you. I think it'd be funny to get somebody who doesn't watch wrestling regularly at all.
0: So your roommate to, to watch
1: yeah well uh, among other people but yeah well Fleetwood's hilarious man but yeah like there uh, among other people it would be a really fun gimmick to have someone who doesn't watch wrestling at all watch NXT of all shows and kind of oh try God. to make sense of that So we got some we got some curveballs coming for you for NXT talk but I, I think bam we're gonna try to keep me and you and try to do it every week as much as we possibly can yeah exactly and it's kind of well it's bam right it's bam unless you, unless you find
0: another person with a B. Then it kind of ruins <laughs> oh, yeah. the entire purpose of the show.
1: Or we find uh, like a, a guest host with like an A name, like it could be Boris, Aaron, Matt, perhaps. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, that, I, even that we're, we're like we're open to like interviews and guest spots on this show too. But like, yeah, I, I think more and more for NXT Talk, we're gonna find some three man panels, panels, some four person panels, some three person panels if it, it uh, might be that. So we'll we'll figure that out though. We're gonna have some fun in the coming year.
0: Yeah, man. Um, before I get to the Boris' story of the week, because I will tell the story, it is a funny one. You you actually already know this story. I I kind of put it in in our group chat a couple days ago, but I'll I'll go into oh, nice. detail. All right, now before we get to that, we got to do a little bit of a tease. There will be a, this is the tease of the tease. So for those of you listening, check out all all of our social medias. You should be following them too. Follow all the social media. Um, especially the SNME ones. Don't you don't have to follow my personal ones. Like I it's just random craziness. But follow the SNME ones. Typically it's at SNME radio. There will be a tease later, but Matt, we should tease the tease. So you be the tease yes. to tease the tease while we tease the people who are looking to be teased. So go ahead with uh, the tease. Uh
1: okay. <laughs> but yes, yeah, I so- told
0: you I was in a weird mood today. <laughs>
1: indeed uh yeah duly noted we can see that uh <laughs> but yeah boris so i've been talking a little bit on the facebook group and i might have mentioned it on the podcast before that i would love to see like a survivor pool a wwe or a pro wrestling survivor pool similar to the nfl survivor pool situation so let's just say that that has been said and uh you know that's all that's a little tease for you boris that's, a that's more than
0: a tease yeah 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 you stuck the tip in barry basically <laughs>
1: I'm not subtle, buddy. That's one thing about. (laughs) Like, I wish people
0: could see because we have cameras on, and I'm like. Calm down, tranquilo. <laughs> not so far. Come on, we just talked to Jason about this.
1: <laughs> no, we're good. We're good. I think that's you know we'll see how many people actually listen to this Bam show. No, I'm not. I don't. I, I appreciate any listener we get, and it's just you know just because people have been asking me uh, offline and uh, you know around around the uh, old Facebook Messenger. So yeah, we'll uh, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, exactly. So, so what does okay, it all so... mean, Boris? Can you crack the code, listener? <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh don't even tempt me um all right so boris's story that week i'm sure a lot of people remember because people have asked me and it kills me when people ask me whatever happened to to barbershop girl
1: oh okay. right well go it, it, on
0: it, it, now, let me tell you nothing's happened nothing's happened right like <laughs> and one thing i want to make very clear is that the lady friend and I—it's—it's—it's—it is what it is, right? It's—it's—it's it's, it's nothing like it's nothing s- set in stone, for lack of a better term. And I feel like this episode is just gonna get me in so much trouble. Anyways, let's 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 move on. So the day that barbershop—the barbershop incident happened—apparently, um, in parallel, as this was going on, the lady friend was at um, she was waiting for me at uh in some place and some dude i will call him douchebag for 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 future (laughs) references so douchebag starts hitting on her
1: okay now is there a distinction between douchebag hitting on her and boris hitting on barbershop girl what is the distinction
0: I was having a conversation with <laughs> okay. barbershop girl, like this, okay. like legit. This is a real <laughs> distinction, my friend. I didn't right. go into this conversation with barbershop girl hoping to get her number, you know, wanting to take her out, wanting to, you know, you know, do the mat tease, uh, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know. All right. but, but but so that's okay. my situation. Whereas with the lady friend, this douchebag was clearly, you know. Just trying for all the above,
1: right? The the as you have so elegantly put it, the matte tease, which of course means full tip. All right, please continue. <laughs> exactly. So in parallel, as I'm having this conversation
0: with the lovely barbershop girl who just so happened to have so much in common with me, um, the lady friend was was being hit on by this douchebag. So, I learned about this way after the fact. And all I can think of was, man, oh man. I should tell you the full story. <laughs> like to her about Bobish, oh. barber shop girl, cuz she heard the story. Obviously I told her. I'm not I'm not, you know, it's I'm not an idiot. Like I'm not that guy, right? But it's kind of just funny the parallels in all of this. So, f- fast forward to a couple months later. So, she's had some contact with this person with douchebag and it it somehow just came up randomly right like we're very open and uh she tells me this and i'm like well i probably should have uh you know actually pursued barbershop girl eh yeah that was a bad decision
1: (laughs) not uh, necessarily the the you know nicest thing to say in that moment i suppose but uh you kind of true like in a well not. no it's kind of true you don't have to be like super apologetic about it like if she was texting someone then why is it not fair for you to be texting someone right
0: like that's it, exactly it, my point matt that's okay. my point right there right like and this is the thing right like we're in the shit or get off the pot type of situation at this point and i know we're there she knows we're there we both know that the other person knows we're there right so it's just like one of those weird things but uh you know, I'm not without getting too deep into it. There are reasons why we're in this situation, right? But it's just kind of funny, right? Like it's literally happened at the same time. Now, the funniest part is the reason why douchebag even came up to her was because I was late. Do you know why I was late? Why? Because I was having a conversation with the barbershop girl that day. Uh,
1: of course, that like, makes sense. So way, back when, things... way back when. Way
0: back when. Way back when. Not
1: yeah. recently. Yeah, of course. No, no, that's funny, man. That's uh, yeah, It's funny how all these things work. It's like a Seinfeld episode or like uh, Magnolia or something, right?
0: Or Mulholland Drive. I don't know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Hopefully not. Hopefully more like a Seinfeld episode. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's not try to bring up David
0: Lynch <laughs> references when it comes to our personal lives.
1: Oh my God! Yeah, no, no one's going <laughs> Twin Peaks over here. No Please, one's, no one's going Bob show. here. <laughs> no, there will be no Bob incidents. Yeah, I mean? exactly. But like, uh, yeah. so,
0: yeah, funny story.
1: hey fun story, man. You know that's the that's the Dayton world. You know, until you're uh until you're hunkered down with wife, owned child. I feel like it's going to be a lot of those kinds of shenanigans, buddy. Mm-hmm.
0: You're telling me. You're telling me. It's <laughs> but yeah. <sighs> yeah we'll see we'll see what happens it's kind of funny um it's kind of it it, but yeah but i showed you what uh what i got right from her
1: um uh, yes oh yeah Uh, yes you did show me what you got from her yes there's a a lovely on-air sign in the in the background uh you know that's a nice that's a nice little gift for her she knows she knows you do uh the podcast and we're going to be going live on air after the royal rumble so that's a nice gesture yeah exactly
0: which you know that's a perfect segue just a reminder to everyone listening on the show on the SNMA patron feed after the royal rumble this saturday boris matt and jason agnew are going live to talk all things royal rumble and set the stage for the road to wrestlemania that's this saturday about 15 minutes after royal rumble mark Andrade is going to be there as well he's going to be being the the wizard of getting us on the interwebs
1: yes the wizard of the webs mark Andrade, pulling the strings behind the scenes and also showing up on camera for some fun is hilarious man we're uh we're, we're lucky to have Agnew and Andrade and all these talented people on the team. I'm so excited to be part of the squad and can't wait for Saturday. It's going to be a ton of fun.
0: Yeah, it is going to be a lot of fun. But uh, yeah, man. All right. So enough of my bullshit. Let us move <laughs> on to the sports, Matt. NFL. Holy. F- yeah. Like, what yeah, What can we, you say?
1: We- might as well start with the with the big news, which is probably the best weekend of football sports and in my lifetime, Boris. Four walk-off victories, as it were. Uh, Bengals over the Titans, 19 to 16, last second field goal. 49ers over the Packers, 13-10, last second field goal. Rams trying their hardest to blow a game. But unfortunately, they did win in the end. Rams 30, Buccaneers 27, last second field goal. And then the main event, one of the greatest football games ever played, the Chiefs 42, Bills 36, last second touchdown in overtime. Just an excellent weekend of football, setting up the final four this weekend. Yep. Before we get to the preview portion, let's talk
0: about this. And let's address the elephant in the room. That is the NFL's overtime rules. The rules yep. state this. There is a coin toss, and it's a regular coin toss, like in regulation. Now, the first team that gets the ball, if they get a touchdown, that's it. That's all she wrote. Fat lady sings. Game's done. If they get a field goal or anything else, then the game continues for at least one um, one drive the other direction to see if the team can continue the game.
1: Yes. So, Matt. Boris, the, the the question, buddy, we're both waiting to ask it. The question is, do you think it's fair? Do you think they should change the NFL overtime rules? Do you think both teams should touch the ball? What do you think, Matt? I think uh, I see both sides of it. Uh, on one hand, you have to stop the other team. Football isn't just offense. Football is also defense. Football is also special teams. And you have to play on every side of the ball. You have to be competent. And you have to stop the other guys. But it's... It's really dumb for a game to end on a coin toss. I think both teams should touch the ball, uh, but it doesn't break my heart. I don't think there should be an asterisk. I don't think this this sullies the Chiefs' win in any way. I personally wish both teams touched the ball, but it's still football. Stop them. Buffalo still has to stop Casey.
0: Look, if Buffalo wasn't able to stop them with 13 seconds left in the game, and then they couldn't stop them in overtime... That's on Buffalo's defense
1: 100%. Exactly. And they were tired and Casey is incredibly talented and Patrick Mahomes might be the greatest quarterback alive right now. But man, like it is it is really shitty for Buffalo Bills fans. It is a well, tough, tough beat. Matt, it's a tough beat.
0: Matt, let's let's t- let's let's take a ride. Let's take a ride through time. Now, a couple of years ago,
1: uh, New England beat Kansas
0: City in similar situation. Correct?
1: Yep. The overtime, uh, the KC does not get to touch the ball. New England goes down and scores. And uh, G-O, G-G, press F to pay respects. Now, now, after that game, Kansas
0: City lobbied the NFL and the NFL teams, this rule must change. This is bullshit. They lobbied
1: for the rule change.
0: Yep. And the Buffalo and Bills and all other teams said no.
1: Right. And now Kansas City benefiting. They're not really saying much about changing this rule at this point. I don't know. Like, I, you know, I, I personally. Dude, if I, I was think the so GM unfair. of Kansas City, I would say, well,
0: you know, I think it's unfair, but we did lobby for this rule change. Now suck it, Buffalo.
1: Yeah. I mean, like, I think it's so unfair to the fans of Buffalo. They have been so long-suffering for this break, for this beat cosmically to happen to them. That sucks, man. My heart goes out. But at the same time, to the actual team, (laughs) to the actual team, to the actual football game, to the players on the field, Buffalo, you got to stop KC. Like, that's, you knew the rules going in. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like they changed the rule book on the fly. Like, this has been the rule for years and years and years. It's the way it's going to continue to be. I don't love it, but I i don't think there's much complaint. Like, there shouldn't be an asterisk. There shouldn't be, like, people shouldn't say that Buffalo was robbed. It's the way it is.
0: Right. I would All change right. it personally. Here's a compromise. Here's a compromise, Matt. Listen, hear me out, because you know I love solving these small situations. Yes. All right, so this wouldn't involve a huge change, but I think it, it will fix – the flaw in having a coin toss determine the winner of the game. And now this is this. If you win the coin toss and you elect to have the other team. um, uh, What's it called? To have the other team. Yeah. Possess the first. ball. If you defer. Yeah. The, yes. If you defer and that other team gets the touchdown, then you lose. If you elect to get the ball first and you get the touchdown, then the other team gets to um,
1: have their drive. Interesting, interesting. So now, the reason why any- I say
0: this is if you think of this from a logic point of view, the coin toss, it comes down to the you winning the coin toss. Now, now, all of the control is on you, right? So if you elect to give... In Kansas's um, uh, spot, if they gave Buffalo the ball, Buffalo does nothing. They got the ball back. Boom, Buffalo gets something. Then they get the ball back, right? But if Kansas City, what they did, doing what they did, they won the coin toss. They get the um, they elect to get the ball. They get the touchdown. Then Buffalo at least gets a chance to tie the game.
1: Right. That's yes. Yeah, so that's interesting. So would there be any Point to them giving it up. You know what I mean. Like if they gave it to Buffalo and Buffalo could just win right away, could they also say like that's the that that's the final play of the game kind of thing? And if Kansas City stops Buffalo from getting a touchdown and they get a turnover on downs, Kansas City just wins there because they, they yeah. haven't scored points though. That doesn't make any sense. No, no, so, no, no, no. You have to yeah. score points, obviously. Of course, yeah, yeah. I'm just I'm just trying to work out because I I think. Yeah, it's an it's an interesting uh, scenario. There's no there's no real perfect way to do it, and that's why it's still kind of up in well, the air. Well, there is, but
0: here's the thing: people say, "Why don't they play the full 15 minutes?" You know, hockey players they play the full 20. It's not sudden death. You play football, you see how your body feels after a football game. So the whole you know, this whole playoff scenario and finishing the game in some golden point situation is
1: because. Right of just, just the sheer wreck of these guys' yeah. bodies. The sheer violence of the sport of football. That makes yeah. a ton of sense. Also, hockey is very much sudden death golden goal. Soccer isn't anymore.
0: Yeah, soccer isn't
1: but anymore. yeah. A- anyway, yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting discussion. I don't know exactly how to fix overtime. I would just... If it was me, I would just say both teams touch the ball once at least, no matter what, and then you go from there. If uh, Kansas City scores a touchdown, Buffalo's got to score a touchdown too. And if Kansas City... Alex to kick the extra point, and Buffalo does score a touchdown. They have a chance to win it with a two-point conversion. That's part of that's part of football. That's part of overtime. So that is how personally I would run with it. But I, I'm not heartbroken at the way it turned out. Still, an incredible, incredible football game.
0: Dude, I've been laughing because I, I have a lot of friends who know my sheer loath of the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> so I had a lot of friends texting me, you know, right after with 13 seconds left, and I'm like. Game's not over, bitches.
1: (laughs) And you were right. Patrick Mahomes just carves Buffalo's defense. And that's what I mean. Like, it's kind of on them. The egg's kind of on their face. They had to close the game out. They had to make one play, and they couldn't do it. So that brings us to Sunday, January 30th, 3 p.m. Eastern. Cincinnati, the Bengals, and Joe Burrow in Kansas City. Kansas City is favored by seven points. Boris, are you backing off the Chiefs? No. Kansas all the way. How can you not go Kansas all the way at this point? Well, Cincinnati has an incredible offense. Kansas City's defense isn't very good. If anyone could shock Casey, it's the type of team that could score with them, that could kind of outshoot them in a shootout. And Cincinnati might be that team.
0: Yeah, possibly. But I just think that, you know, to borrow a line from WWE commentators, the momentum is 100% on the Chiefs right now.
1: I think so. And honestly, like I think uh, Cincinnati, especially uh, plus seven points there with that spread, Cincinnati's going to be a sexy pick. I think they're going to get the majority of the action, and I think Kansas City's going to win by like 10 to 15.
0: Yeah, agreed.
1: All right. NFC Championship game, 6.30 p.m. Eastern, San Francisco in Los Angeles to play the Rams. The Rams are favored by three and a half right now, Boris. Who do you like to play the Chiefs in the bowl?
0: Please. Please, please, you know I'm from LA. You know how I feel about anything from San Francisco, so you know it's Rams all the way.
1: (laughs) I feel you, buddy. And uh, I've been saying on the podcast all year, Rams are the most talented team, and Chiefs I think are going to win the ball. So though I did predict, I agree with you.
0: I agree with you, but you know they are the most talented team, and I've always said they will be the best team when they figure each other out. And dude, the way that they played. This weekend, I think they're starting to figure each other out.
1: That's the thing, man, and that's very, very dangerous. But they're also, you know, they've been called soft. They've been called a team of egos and prima donnas, and it's possible that, you know, it could fall apart at any time. It's a house of cards, right? But, you know, I have said that the Rams are the best team, and I said that the Chiefs are going to win the bowl all year, so I'm going to count that as a W, despite the fact that that's not what it says on my bracket. I'm going to count it as a W anyway if it is Chiefs versus Rams.
0: Yeah, well, our bracket got completely destroyed this past weekend.
1: Yeah, it wasn't great, but we still have our champs. We still have that one green line, Boris, that we could trace all the way to the end. So let's go Chiefs. They're the yep. official BAM selection.
0: The official BAM selection. All right. Speaking of selections Aha. and controversial selections, let's move on to baseball. Yesterday was, or a couple days ago, was the official selection for the twenty for the class of 2022's Baseball Hall of Fame, Cooperstown. Now, yes. so, only one person made it, Big poppy, David Ortiz. He made it in, uh, but there were some notable people who are gone off the ballot, people like a Roger Clemens, people like a Barry Bonds, people like a Curt Schilling. Now, Matt,
1: yes, sir.
0: how do you feel about this?
1: It's the height of hypocrisy and it's total bullshit and it's extremely dumb, but I think it kind of serves the opposite purpose of what these writers want. Like they're trying to hold the game to a higher standard and they're being snobby about it for lack of a better term. And they're kind of turning their nose up at Roger Clemens and Barry Bonds and their cartoonish dominance, their crazy numbers. And uh, they're kind of saying like these guys used steroids the most or these guys benefited the most from steroids along with Alex Rodriguez, who you didn't mention who got like no love. Yeah, but he's still on the ballot. He's still on the ballot at least. That's a good point. Um, Yeah. So, but, but yeah, so the, the, by doing this, I feel like the writers are trying to like, restore glory to the Hall of Fame. We're kind of trying to save baseball's name. But when they pull these shenanigans, it just makes me think less of the Baseball Hall of Fame. It just makes me think this whole thing is stupid and it's not worth caring about anymore, right? If you have a Baseball Hall of Fame and you don't have Barry Bonds, who's the best baseball player I've ever seen, you don't have Clemens, who's probably second, third best pitcher I've ever seen to like Pedro and Randy Johnson. You don't have uh, Pete Rose, who leads the entire sport in hits ever. It's just a joke. It's just, it, it's not really even worth our time to discuss. You can't have a Hall of Fame without Bonds and Clemens. You just can't. Especially because Ortiz tested positive for steroids too. Yeah,
0: but it's a tough one, right? Like there's... I feel like there seems to be a morality clause that the reporters don't talk about in terms of the hall of fame, but you know, Ortiz is Ortiz. I'm just going to leave it at that. Uh, you know, I'm not a fan of Clemens. I'm not a fan. I'm really not a fan of Barry Bonds. Uh, you know, those two especially for me, I could go either way, you know, it's 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 I feel like they're paying the sins of their generation.
1: Yeah, that's exactly it, man. That's well put. But the thing is, like it I, I find that you put it on their plaque, right? You say it, put it right there, display it in bold red letters. This These motherfucker used use PEDs. <laughs> Man, like I, I, I don't know. I don't think it takes away from their accomplishments at all because they weren't the only ones doing it. And I think it's massively hypocritical to put David Ortiz in while withholding that recognition from these guys. Now, the reason why I think David Ortiz gets a pass, a, it's like you said, it's kind of like everyone loves Big Poppy, and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But b, the Mitchell report, which was what uh, Big Poppy was on, is kind of like questionable, right? Yeah. Like the. Um, there's a lot of talk that maybe some over-the-counter products popped positive tests on that, and baseball doesn't look at that as reliable. But to me, that's just splitting hairs. Like, are you gonna you're gonna look at David Ortiz? You're gonna look at his output, look at him like before 2000 and after, and say he wasn't on steroids? I don't know, guy. I don't know. I think 90% of the MLB was on steroids in that era, and everyone who put up godlike numbers should be in. Ortiz should be in, but. Bonds should have been in years ago. Clemens should be in. Schilling should be in. And I hate Schilling, but he should be in. A Rod should definitely be in. All these guys are Hall of Famers, period. Yep.
0: I think that's the perfect way to move on to the next subject, which is CONCACAF World Cup 2022 Qatar qualifying. This weekend and over the next few days, it is the next round of qualifying for Canada, for the U.S., for Mexico, and those countries in CONCACAF. There's three games over the next few days. Matt, this could be huge for Canada, but at the same time, we are missing some key players, like Alphonse Davies, because of, you know, long-term effects of COVID. Hopefully, he will be fine. Sounds like he will be fine, but... You know, missing him is huge, but it's not like we can't do it without him. This Canadian team has proven that we can do it without him. He's, just, he's a key integral part, but there is a possibility that we can qualify for the World Cup after Wednesday, which is when this round ends.
1: Yeah, awesome. So tonight, uh, this is January 27th, 8.05 Eastern, Canada's playing Honduras. Then on Sunday... They're playing, Canada's playing the United States. That's going to be a tough game with our depleted squad. And then Wednesday night, Canada's playing El Salvador, your boys, Boris.
0: Yeah. All right. So let's take a look at the Honduras game. Historically speaking, Canada sucks against Honduras. Let's never forget that 8-1 defeat where all we needed to do was beat or tie Honduras to move to the next round of World Cup qualifying. And there was that 8-1, just humiliation in Honduras. On top of that, Canada is facing Honduras in Honduras. We've had the benefit of having the first five of eight matches in home soil. So how now going into Central America might be a little tough for Canada. Now, you know, but we'll see. Like I said, this team, it's a, it's, it's a different team. It's a better team. It's a more round, uh, all-around, just much more talented team. And John Herdman, our coach, he's done wonders for both the men and women's game. So I have full confidence that we can go into Honduras and at least pick up one point. That's tonight. Let's jump to Wednesday because I'm going to leave Sunday for one sec. Wednesday against El Salvador in El Salvador in Estadio Cuscatlan. We should be able to beat them. That's a very beatable game. I'm gonna say three points for that game. Now, no, I think so. Let's go to Sunday, Hamilton, Ontario, the site of Canada versus the USA. This game is causing a lot of controversy just from a attendance point of view.
1: Have you heard what happened with the tickets? I actually, off the top of my head, no. Maybe I have. Please enlighten me, good so, friend. Last week,
0: as we were recording, bam, as I've told you, and our listeners might remember, you know, I used to be the president of the Red Patch Boys, uh, the Toronto FC supporters group. Um, I was one of their founding members. I was president for, you know, the the er, some of the earlier years. Now, I still have friends in certain places, both in TFC and in Canada soccer. I'm also very close with the Voyagers, which is the supporters group for the Canadian national program. As we were recording BAM last week, I started seeing messages on my on my um, tablet, which I keep to the side. So anytime you see this is to Matt, anytime you see my eyes kind of go off to the side, it's because I'm getting a message on my tablet. Anyways, uh, people started letting me know that shit is gonna hit the fan. For those of people who don't remember, Ontario right now is in lockdown until Monday, so things are a little. Wishy-washy here in uh, in Ontario, to say the least. And back when these tickets were originally sold, it was assumed that we would be at a hundred percent capacity. So because of lockdowns, because of COVID and whatnot, we were limited to fifty percent capacity at Tim Hortons Field in Hamilton, Ontario. So because they sold the entire stadium, they didn't know exactly what to do. You know they don't want to prioritize one group over the other so what they ended up doing is they canceled everyone's ticket and put up new tickets up for sale
1: this week wow that's a i understand that move but that kind of seems like the like the worst case scenario move like we have no other options kind of move right
0: Yeah, that's the unfortunate part. Like this, this, the, the, yeah, it's the CSA, the Canadian Soccer Association. Sometimes make some puzzling moves. I honestly think they could have come up with a better resolution than this, but you know they must have felt that they were under the gun. They think that this is the best, most fair way forward. So everyone, all 100 percent of people got their tickets refunded and they had to buy tickets on on a new sale window. Now, can you imagine for like even Americans coming up to the game, right? Like like it's 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 a piss off, right? Um I don't want to get into is it fair because of COVID, but is this fair in terms of a game? No. But it is what it is, my favorite term especially nowadays. So, you know, we're at 50% capacity. Tickets were sold out in a, in seconds uh, for this game on Sunday. And I still think that Tim Hortons Field is going to be rocking. It's going to be a great time. It's going to be a cold time. But this is for sure Canada's hardest game. So if you're going to the game, just be loud because the Canadian team is for sure going to need you. And, you know, it's, it's I think that realistically we can win the game. But more likely, we're going to get at least one point. So, Matt, if my math is correct, I am predicting five points minimum from this round of CONCACAF qualifying.
1: Let's hope, buddy. Let's hope. I wouldn't be surprised to see us pull out the win against Honduras and maybe even get a get a hard L against the States and then come back, smash El Salvador and get six, maybe. I like where your head's at, though, buddy. I definitely think Canada's got a... They've got a deep team, but... Uh, They've, they're lo- they're missing uh, a couple talented players, chief among them the most talented Canadian soccer player who has ever lived.
0: Yep, exactly, exactly. Uh, you know, taking a look at other notable uh, teams, so Mexico tonight on January the 27th is facing Jamaica and the USA is facing El Salvador. On Sunday, Mexico is facing Costa Rica, and obviously we have Canada and the USA facing each other. And then on Wednesday... We have Canada versus El Salvador and the USA versus Honduras. So it's a nice little swap that we tend to have with the states. So, you know, but like I said, I'm expecting five points minimum. Realistically, I think your scenario is more likely to happen. But at minimum, we need five points out of this round.
1: That would be cement our status as a full-on participant in the uh, World Cup, not having to get into that fourth spot, that little qualifier match. I'd like to see us cement ourselves in the top three.
0: Yeah, that's exactly it. I don't want to even deal with that qualifier because Canada just, you know, Murphy's Law is going to hit. Canada's going to Canada. And we're going to lose, like, a 10,000 to nothing against, like, you know.
1: New Zealand. Tong-
0: yeah, New Zealand
1: exactly so yeah who knows i don't want to see that game at all hopefully it's panama who get who takes that australian l or that new zealand l
0: yep all right man Uh, is that it for sports is it time to talk about the sports entertainment
1: yeah, I think that's going to put a bow on Sports Talk. Next week, we'll be back with a Super Bowl preview, Boris, by God. And also, there's some All-Star games, you know, coming up. Maybe we'll talk some All-Star games. Maybe we'll talk some other sports. We'll see. But definitely, Super Bowl is going to be gonna be the big ticket on tomorrow or next week's BAM.
0: All right. So, let us move on to wrestling. With wrestling, there's tons to discuss. We're gonna be talking some Impact. We're gonna be talking some GCW. We're gonna be talking some Royal Rumble. But before we get to all of that, let me give a state of the union of MLW because we all know how much we love MLW in this place. Uh, but hmm. I gotta say, you know, after you know, you, you know, let me be sarcastic you just let me finish the setup, man. <laughs> <laughs> so. MLW Azteca, still going on. Two more weeks. We had last week's show and this week's show, and then we are done with their trip to Mexico. And I got to say, last week's show was a much better outing than the previous two episodes. Was it good? I would say yes. But there are still tons of issues. I still am not quite sure what MLW is trying to do. You know you know what it honestly feels like? They're trying so hard to recreate Lucha Underground but it's just not working.
1: Yeah, Lucha Underground was like, it was magical. It was a, like its own thing. It was a, a contained promotion. Like, I, I really like that alternate universe of pro wrestling. But it's a tough thing to recreate. You know what I mean? It's a tough thing to just throw up on YouTube. Like, I, I that's I, that's a loftier goal than I think MLW realizes
0: yeah, exactly. And and I think they're struggling with this, right? Like, they're trying to keep this somewhat grounded and somewhat realistic. Because for those people who have never watched Lucha Underground, you had characters killed off. Like, it was truly soap opera and wrestling mixed together.
1: Yeah, it was like a comic book and a soap opera and a wrestling show all in one. It was totally unique. I don't think I've ever seen anything like it in wrestling. And that's why it's going to be so hard to recreate for Major League Wrestling to just be, like, an indie that's also Lucha Underground? Like, I don't know. I don't know how that's possible. I don't know how it's possible to pull that off.
0: Yeah, exactly. And, all right, so this week's show featured a lot of stuff going on, but let me tell you where my match of the week was. So if there's one match from MLW that you need to watch, that is from The Clash promotion in Mexico, and that's Toto versus Proximo dude 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 amazing match this is a very very fun match
1: interesting i'm not familiar with either uh guy either wrestler there I, i've never seen any of their work so that can you say those names again please toto
0: and proximo
1: interesting all right yeah. so yeah very good match cool definitely we'll check that out is it's available on the youtubes
0: Yep, it's available on the YouTubes and many other places. But, yeah, uh, that's really the biggest takeaway from the uh, show. You know, you had this whole Cesar Duran stuff still going. There's just a lot of stuff with Cesar Duran. I'm not going to get into it. I'm not even going to get into the other matches. But, overall, I'm glad that they're wrapping up their time in Mexico because I just want to see some stateside stuff. I want want MLW to go back to the roots, back to what made them great. And that is fun storylines with fantastic wrestling. Let's get that back. So hopefully on this week's show, we can wrap up the time in Mexico with a, with a win and then get back to basics because I know that last Friday they had a taping in Texas because Roxy was part of it and other notable names were part of it. So I'm kind of excited to see what happens when MLW is back
1: stateside. Nice, yeah. Unfortunately, the Von Erichs were not there in Dallas, which it would have been fun. It's always great to see the Von Erichs wrestle in Texas, but yeah, unfortunately, they couldn't be there. But yeah, I'm uh, I'm not giving up on MLW yet. But uh, ooh, you know, ooh.
0: yeah, rough times. Yeah, they've had some rough shows. Let's just say, like, like, let's be honest, right? Their War Chamber match was very tough to watch. Even their Battle, you know what? Watching Battle Riot now back back in the summer we should have known that this was going to be a tough season for MLW
1: yeah for sure yeah, and let, me, let me let me throw
0: this again it's to no fault of MLW like th- the pandemic is ruining a lot right now in terms of plans in terms of bookings in terms of travel in terms of a lot of stuff right like it, like I, I find that mlW's really had a bad go and bad luck so I'm not putting this blame completely on MLW but hopefully now that things are getting you know at least in the states where they tour predominantly they can get back to somewhat normal and we can get back to those shows that were just like just awesome shows each and every week
1: yeah we're not trying to blame anyone or say that mlw is bad but if you were doing wrestling power rankings mlw would be near the bottom right now it's just a fact it's just the way it is but uh I don't know. Were you, do you want to? Do you want to now move on to the to the company that's number one on the financial rankings, but not number one in the fans' hearts? WWE talking. Oh, talk I thought we were going to talk about
0: AEW for a little bit because you said not number one. <laughs> Anyways, let's move on to some WWE Royal Rumble this Saturday. Once again, gotta plug it. After party, fifteen minutes after the Royal Rumble this Saturday, Jason Agnew, Matt, and myself are going live so we'll be able to chat discuss with you about the Royal Rumble. All right, so let's do a quick preview, you know, the Royal Rumble. It's one of those it's one of the big 4, right? I don't count King of the Ring in that list. So there's really only big 4 for me, Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, SummerSlam and Survivor Series. But Royal Rumble there was always something special about Royal Rumble, right? Like it was You knew that something cool was going to happen. The concept of the Royal Rumble match was cool just because you never knew exactly what to expect from it. So, you know, my expectations have been high just because of the hype that is the event, not so much the hype that the company has right now leading into the Rumble. But looking at the card, you know, hopefully it's going to be a good card. I think that there's going to be one match in here that will surprise a lot of people and might be the surprise match of the night, but we'll get there very soon. So I have the card here in front of me, Matt. Let's run through it. Let's start with Miz and Maurice versus Edge and Beth Phoenix.
1: Sweet. I was gonna say, I have the uh, the entrance of the Royal Rumble too, so if you want, I'll read the actual entrance who are in the Rumble as of this moment. This match is very interesting. I thought this was gonna be the WrestleMania match, so I'm, I'm kind of surprised they're getting to it so early. I think Miz and Maurice have to win to extend this feud.
0: Yeah. I agree with you there. Uh you know, thing about this is am I a little bitter about this match? Yes. You know why, Matt? Uh why is that, buddy? Because we know that this match was originally going to be Frankie Monet and, uh, and, and 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 Johnny Mundo.
1: Yes, Frankie Mundo and Johnny Mundo. It should have been Frankie Drip Trip featuring jonathan drip drip it should have been miz and his wife versus morrison and his wife unfortunately morrison and his wife got fired
0: yep all right <laughs> so i agree with you
1: miz and Marie's should
0: win this match to extend this feud all right so this and, is the uh, match that go ahead
1: a little bit more on the works of ty of valkyrie later in the podcast because i feel like she's coming to impact
0: boris yeah, i agree with you All right, so this is the match that for me has potential to be match of the night if they let them go. That's for the Raw Women's Championship. Becky Lynch, your champion, versus Dewdrop.
1: Dark Horse, Sleeper, low key match of the night potential for sure. I don't know, I don't trust WWE anymore to give the women time. I really don't. I think we saw that the Queen of the Ring tournament was kind of a joke. We just we don't see the classic women's matches anymore. But, you know, yeah, prove I, me wrong, WWE. Prove me wrong, Becky versus Dewdrop. Here's the thing, Matt. As I've said,
0: there's only a combination of four people in WWE's women's division who would get the time. Because that match at Survivor Series, Charlotte versus Becky Lynch, had the time. And it was a great match. Yep. Match of the night. But, again, there's only four Women who get the opportunity to go out there and do their thing,
1: yes, and that is the four horse women. Not even Oscar really gets that opportunity anymore, certainly not Shayna Baszler. And we haven't seen Dewdrop really get that opportunity anymore. Uh, I don't know, Bianca Belair, when she's up against one of those four, gets that chance, but not generally. So, uh, I, I don't have high hopes, but these performers are excellent. In a different world, this definitely could be match of the night. I hope I'm wrong. I don't see it coming though, buddy. Well, like I said,
0: potential.
1: Potential. If you know you
0: know, if you if you if you know these women, you know their work rate, but then you remember this is a WWE show. All right, let's move on. So universal championship,
1: Roman Reigns, your champion versus Seth Rollins. I think Seth is going to win this title. Really seems like that's where we're going, and Roman is going to chase Brock Lesnar, possibly as a babyface again. We'll see how that goes. But I think Seth is winning the gold here, buddy.
0: I agree with you. So this is my ultimate prediction. You know, it's been... Dave Meltzer has told us that the original plan at day one was for Seth Rollins to win the match at day one. So, you know, I feel like they're just kind of going back to their original plans a month later where Seth Rollins is going to hold one belt and Brock Lesnar is going to hold the other belt.
1: Yeah, I think that's exactly correct. And I, I, plans do change. We have seen it. But yeah, Dave Dave said that on the main show, and I, I see no reason to doubt the great Dave Meltzer.
0: Yep. Um, WWE Championship. Some would call this a dream match four years ago. Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley.
1: I think this is a halfway decent WrestleMania main event. It wouldn't be my first choice, but I think this could have been the WrestleMania main event. I am surprised it's just kind of a throwaway match on the Royal Rumble here. But they are they are obviously treating it like it's a big deal. But man, to just put it on the Royal Rumble, a show that does not need this drawing power is a little surprising to me. I think they're underutilizing what could be an actual money match here. Yep, agreed 100% um i think that you know going
0: back to what i said earlier i think brock lesnar was meant to be champion heading into wrestlemania so i think that brock lesnar is going to somehow retain which kind of sucks because you know i i see so much potential in a long-term feud with these two but i don't think we're gonna get it just yet
1: no not yet i think it's just gonna be a weird one-off like brock versus Braun was you know
0: yep all right, let's move on to the Women's Royal Rumble match. These are the announced participants. You have Carmella, Dana Brooke, Nikki Ash, Queen Zelina, Rhea Ripley, Tamina, Aaliyah, Charlotte Flair, Naomi, Natalia, Shayna Baszler, Shotzi, Brie Bella, Lita, Nikki Bella, Kelly Kelly, Michelle McCool, Mickey James, Summer Rae, Bianca Belair, and Liv Morgan.
1: I was going to do that. That's fine, though. I think uh, someone who is not on that list is going to win this match. It's going to be Bailey as a surprise. I can definitely also see Bianca taking it down, but my my guess is Bailey.
0: Yeah, I agree with you 100% there. Do you want to do the men's? You, 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 yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Go <laughs> no, do the I, men's, I don't, I don't Matt. I'll let you do the men's.
1: Alright, Boris and the men's Royal Rumble. 22 out of the 30 entrants have been announced. As of today, January 27th, we have AJ Styles, Angelo Dawkins, Austin Theory, Big E, Chad Gable, Damian Priest, Dolph Ziggler, Dominic Mysterio, Happy Corbin, Jackass Star, Johnny Knoxville, Kevin Owens, Kofi Kingston, Mad Cat Moss, Montez Ford, Omos, Otis, Randy Orton, Ray Mysterio Jr., Riddle, Robert Roode, Sami Zayn, and Seamus Ray Mysterio Jr.
0: Right, so (laughs) this is what i think is going to happen as i mentioned earlier roman reigns is going to lose the belt to seth rollins he's going to be angry he's going to show up at the rumble and he's going to win the rumble
1: i like where your head's at i can definitely see that happening i think big e is going to win the rumble and beat seth rollins for the title at wrestlemania you
0: have way too much hope for with this company man
1: i really do i really genuinely still do they can't break my spirit boris i won't let them all right. You think so, Jackass is gonna eliminate anyone? What do you think he's gonna do?
0: Yeah, probably Sammy Zayn.
1: Yeah, shock is, uh, shock is nuts again with some kind of cattle prod and then throw him over the ropes. I don't know. We'll Lord see Lord. what happens. Uh, surprises. Who who do you like? Give me one in the men's and one in the women's.
0: Uh, in the men's, I'm gonna say Moose. In the women's, Moose. In the women's, I'm gonna say Ronda Rousey.
1: Oh, nice, nice, nice. Okay, so for the women. I'm going to say that we're going to see Roxy in this Rumble. I'm going to I'm going to say it. We're going to You're gonna like do good putting all
0: <laughs> your eggs in the Roxy showing up at the Rumble basket? I've seen you talk about this. i heard you talk about this. I've seen you post this like anytime we talk about the
1: Rumble. Fuck, we could be talking about what you're having for dinner. Roxy will show up at the Rumble. <laughs> I, I don't actually think, the, the funny thing is I don't actually think it's going to happen. I've just called it a lot. I mean, it, it would be a surprise. It would be a surprise. For the men, uh, Gunther doesn't count. Braun Breaker doesn't count. You know who would be a surprise, though? It's kind of in the same realm. I think Melo, Carmelo Hayes is going to show up and be in this Rumble. I think he's doing excellent work. He's gotten a, a big, strong push, and they're going to want to see what they have there. So Carmelo Hayes in the Royal Rumble.
0: Yeah, I can see Grayson Waller showing up as well just to continue his feud with AJ
1: Styles. Yeah, Grayson Waller borderline wouldn't even be a surprise. I would almost expect him in the Royal Rumble.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um Yeah, so what's funny is that like, you know, we've heard reports that WWE has been going to now release wrestlers asking them if they wanted to go to the Rumble. There was two names that I just laughed at just because of your bold prediction that got them fired. Right after <laughs> WrestleMania, and that's the Iconics.
1: Yes, I actually had heard that the Iconics were asked, they were approached, and they turned them down. They said no to the Royal Rumble, I It
0: makes sense. I think they would do it, but right now being, you know, so, just freshly back, they don't want to go back, right? They They want to kind of move forward, make a name for themselves outside of WWE, but next year, if they're still looking for bodies to fill spots, I can honestly see the Iconics coming back.
1: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I think that's smart on their part if that is the case.
0: Yeah. And um, do you think that, like, okay, look, the internet has been buzzing about Mick James. Do you think the regular fans that are there in St. Louis are going to give a crap?
1: Well, I don't know if they'll care about the impact thing, but it'll be nice to see Mickey James. She still is a is a phenomenal talent in the ring. She's, she looks good, like, you know what I mean? She can still go. So, yeah, I think they'll be excited to see the legend Mickey James it, to some extent, sure.
0: Oh, whoa, whoa. the legend Mickey James. I thought that was reserved for uh, Summer A.
1: <laughs> that is hilarious. Taxing the definition of the word legend there for sure. But, yeah, Summer A going to show up. That'll be fun. Yeah. Yeah, so...
0: Yeah, the Rumble, Saturday, this Saturday, 8 p.m., 15 minutes after. Join Jason, Matt, and myself live on the YouTubes, and if you're a patron, you'll get the Zoom link so that you can also partake in the discussion. Dude, I'm really looking forward to the after party, probably more than the show. Yeah. But I am looking forward to the show. Like I said, I am hyped, but I'm also really looking forward to chat wrestling with, uh, with you two.
1: Yeah, you know what? It's so funny, but I think I'm looking forward to the actual, to our show more than the WWE show. I can't wait. And it'll be nice to talk to Agnew, you know? I hope he's I hope he's feeling uh, okay. I hope he's healing up well. And uh, yeah, man, just excited to get going. Keep this week of too many shows rolling, buddy.
0: Yeah, you're pulling a Boris this week, eh?
1: Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm everywhere. I've been everywhere, man. That's actually part of the reason why I've had to watch so much wrestling this week that I just couldn't do it with GCW. Do you Well, what's talk funny about you is CCW I told right you. Now?
0: I told you, Matt. I told you. Matt, I will take care of GCW. Focus on Impact. I know you're going to like Impact. Watch Impact. But you didn't listen to me.
1: Well, no, I wanted to try to do both, and I did listen to you. I did watch Impact, but uh, yeah, no, I, I gave I gave GCW a chance twice. I'm cheering for them as much as everyone else is. I love independent wrestling. I love artistic expression. There's some really cool things about GCW. I like that it's for everyone, that everyone can come and play, and that it's very inclusive, but the thing is this I I shouldn't even say this show because I didn't watch it, but this ladder match was atrocious and it's everything I dislike about wrestling and it turned me off of this show. So if you're a big GCW fan, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm not saying that you're an idiot or whatever. I'm not trying to be hot take guy, but I I got, uh, I I, I don't want to say I have no time for GCW, but if every show is like this, I'm not going to watch it.
0: Alright, now, before we get to GCW, I love how we're just like constantly going back to GCW and talking about the show. And, uh, you know, we'll get to it. Because there was some good. There were a lot of positives. But like Matt said, and like I think, there were a lot of negatives too. And it highlights some of the issues with independent wrestling. But before we go there, let's talk about the promotion who I never would have thought would capture my attention the way that they have the past four weeks. That's Impact Wrestling.
1: Now I wanted to close with Impact because I was going to be more positive on that show. But all right, buddy, let's get it in now.
0: All right, yeah, Impact Wrestling last week. So, like I mentioned, they've been on quite the streak. You know, the big story out of Impact Wrestling has been the Ring of Honor crossover, and it continues, and it continued last week. And I think that over the next couple weeks, seeing what has happened at the tapings, I think we're in for some not only good matches, but interesting storylines happening. But Matt, overall, what did you think of Impact from last week?
1: It was a pretty solid show. Like you know, a solid B. It didn't like set my world on fire. But it's it, Impact is in a good position. It's way better than some of the Impact wrestling shows we've seen. I'll tell you this, man. When we start doing retro TNA reviews in June, it's going to be significantly worse than this show was. You know what I mean? Like these are these are good, watchable wrestling shows.
0: Yeah, exactly. All right, so let's start things off. The first match of the night was Tasha Steels with Savannah Evans versus Chelsea Green. All right, man, what did you think?
1: A solid match. It went about four minutes, you know, and uh, it was pretty straightforward, kind of an average wrestling match, but I like the presentation. I like Tasha's promo after, and Chelsea Green, it's funny because she's a heel pretty much everywhere else, but she's a hardcore white meat baby face in Impact.
0: Yeah, which is weird because she flips and flops, right? It depends what she's doing. If she's with Cardona, she will do heel stuff. But I don't know. It's just kind of weird. Um, but like you said, Tasha Steele's cut a promo. She directs us at Mickey Jane's because she did win the ultimate X match. Um, and she does hold a match against mickey james so she says that she will send mickey home as a failure but when she mentioned mickey's son mickey hit the ring they started to fight savannah tried to help out but chelsea green took evans out of the equation mickey dropped tasha with a mick kick and steals and evans kind of skedaddled out of the ring uh so that was that um yeah
1: yes sir yeah, so if I had to put a rating on that match, man, I would say it was pretty much a standard match. We're going to go right on the Mendoza line, right on the Madcap Moss line. It's two and a half Jeff Jarrett's out of five.
0: Yep. All right, then we get the setup to Matt Cardona versus Jordan Grace. Long story short, Matt Cardona uh, challenges Jordan Grace for the Impact Digital Media Championship.
1: I have no time for inter uh, intergender wrestling, but... I will say intergender wrestling is at least tolerable when it's wacky, when it's like a goofy character, like a Caleb with a K getting his ass kicked, or to some extent a Matt Cardona. And it's it's terrible when it's like a blood feud or like a fight or like there's, you know, anyway, I, I, I can tolerate it when it's under a veneer of wacky comedy.
0: Yep. Uh, After that, Gia Miller interviewed Cardona, and he basically said, yes, I am going for the Digital Media Championship. Uh, We get the highlights from Charlie Haas. Uh, They showed clips from him at Ring of Honor, and he is going to fight Josh Alexander later in the show. This leads us into the second match, which was the Influence um, versus Decay.
1: Yes, I was really impressed with Caleb with a K on commentary here. I thought he was pretty funny. Did a good job being a bad guy. So pre-match, the heels jump our girl Rosemary, Toronto independent legend. And do you think this was a was this an angle or was this an actual injury? I have no idea. I think this was
0: more of an angle, to be honest. Yeah. But it, it, it kind of I, I, the way that it happened is like it made you
1: guess. Absolutely. So it was a it was well done on their part for sure. But I do think ultimately it was it was for sure an angle. I don't think it was a, a shoot injury. Yeah, because this
0: then turns into the influence versus havoc alone.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So this was a, a far better angle than it was a wrestling match. The match itself was like what three minutes, three and a half maybe, At and best. Uh, yeah, it was pretty standard. The the bad guys win the two on one handicap. Uh, unfortunately, the babyface is overwhelmed. And uh, what was it? Tennille wins with the spotlight kick. No, they yep. they hit their they hit their finisher, which is the Influence, which is also their name. So
0: a double face plant, basically. Yes.
1: Uh, uh, yeah, it's uh, the Miz's It's the Miz's, uh Skull Crushing Finale. Except they both do it.
0: Yeah. So yeah, the Influence won. Which you know what? It's funny because you know how many times in wrestling does the face get the win in this situation?
1: Yeah, it kind of makes sense that uh, they didn't do that. It's almost a little uh, subversion of the trope, you know. I, 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 I can see that. It, I think it would have been more effective if the babyface had one, maybe.
0: Yeah. All right. So, uh, but at the same time, this leads us into the setup for this week's match, which is against the inspiration for the Knockouts Tag Team Championships. So, kind of makes sense. Um, they cut a promo. Uh, they, uh, you know, they, they, they just talk about kind of what leads into their um the program together and then we'll kind of see how their match is going to go this week on impact
1: yeah great promo here i thought from the former billy Kay and the former peyton Hoyce, as it were boris but yeah if you had to put a, a number on this one i think with the promo with the angle all things considered slightly above average pro wrestling so we're going to go three karen jarrett's out of five for this one buddy
0: I don't know why that got me. All right, so then we get a teaser promo about the arrival of what they are dubbing the quintessential diva. Matt, who do you think it is?
1: Oh, it's got to be Frankie Monet, Taya Valkyrie returning to Impact Wrestling, hopefully with Hubby in tow, Johnny Mundo, Johnny Drip Drip, and Frankie Drip Drip. I hope it's her. I think it's her. I want it to be her.
0: Right. Um, so the quintessential diva is, is a nickname that Giselle Shaw uses. She is oh no. the Progress Women's World Champion.
1: There you go. Boris, with the inside scoops, you scooped me good. So it's not going to be Taya Valkyrie.
0: Damn it, it could be. It could be. Right? I, You know, I want it to be. That's why I right. really want to see back on Impact, making an Impact ASAP. But, <laughs> really? uh, yeah, you know. There, as long as show. it's
1: not the quintessential stud muffin, Joel Gertner, I'm okay. <laughs>
0: All right, so then we see speedball Mike Bailey. He's kind of meditating uh, in his dressing room. Ace Austin comes in with Madman Fulton. They tell him to come to their locker room and try to recruit him into their fold. Um, that didn't really work out. Seems like there's going to be something uh, happening because we tend to be seeing a Ace Austin sp- uh, mike bailey feud bruin
1: nice nice i definitely i can see that speedball mike Bailey's great you just put him in the ring right away but he was fine in this backstage segment but he didn't really say much wisely perhaps
0: yeah wisely all right the low light of the show for me which was oh. the learning tree vsk and zicky dice with brian myers versus w morrissey
1: you know what? I'm gonna disagree. I thought this was a fabulous little squash match. Morrissey beat the piss out of these two clowns. I enjoyed it. It was only a minute, but he like he really did a did a number on these guys. I'm a sucker for a good squash, buddy.
0: I'll tell you something. Why have two squashes right back to back?
1: Great call. Great point. whichever they
0: uh, squash booked- came yeah. second. I would have said that for it would have been the low light. If the influence match against Havoc happened before this match, I would have said that was the low light. But yes, like for me, I didn't want to see two squash matches for the sake of a story
1: right back to back. You know what? That's fair. That's totally fine. I can't argue that, but I didn't even notice. It didn't bug me at all. So fair enough.
0: You know what? I find that you tend like whomever takes notes tends to notice
1: more. That uh, makes a lot of sense, for sure, for sure.
0: Yeah, all right. And and really, at the end of the day, like, you know, the whole point of the squash match, it did make sense. It was well done. I just don't like seeing them back-to-back, back. and that's because, you know, we, at the next pay-per-view, at the next Impact Plus show, it, it will be W. Morrissey against Moose for the heavyweight championship.
1: Yeah, so you got to put uh, old, big Cass, old W. Morrissey over here, and they did. They did strong. Big power bomb, stacks both guys and wins in like a minute fifteen, maybe. It was not very long at all. I, I really enjoyed it. I, I wouldn't even I would go above the Madcap Moss line. Like three, three and a half uh Jerry Jarrett's in that range. I, I thought it was pretty good.
0: All right. And then we see the RH Invader trying to get into the building. Scott more basically says, You okay, you got tickets, you can come in, but you gotta watch from the skybox. And if you guys try anything, the locker room is gonna beat your ass down.
1: Good Canadian boy, Scott DeMar. I like him. I like his take on the authority character. He's closer to William Regal than evil Vince McMahon, you know?
0: Yeah, <laughs> William Regal. Oh, my God. I uh, want Regal's summer ASAP. Anyways, all right. So the next match, which was my match of the night, that was Steve Macklin versus Jonathan Gresham for the ROH Championship in a pure rules wrestling match.
1: I agree, I 1 million percent uh, co-sign your opinion, match of the night, match of the show Probably the best match we're talking about on the podcast today Unless you really like the Lucha tag from GCW But yeah, Steve Macklin impresses every time we see him in the ring He's way better outside of the WWE system Dude, Like this is the second time that he is match of the night for us Yeah and as many bams which is pretty crazy and jonathan gresham has long been a favorite of us here at the bam show this guy is he's the new taz man he's so good the taz type pokemon like i say jonathan gresham versus hook let's get this going Oh, my God. I, I didn't know how much I wanted it until you said that. But, yeah, so this is a pretty solid match for sure. Definitely. Uh, well, g- like give it the rundown. Give us the uh, the how do you do here. It was like 10 and a half, 11 minutes, was it? Yeah, it was something. like I,
0: I honestly didn't time this show because I was kind of just watching off to the side. Um, But, yeah, so uh, Macklin didn't adhere to the Code of Honor because he's a heel, you see, Matt. So he's like, no, I will not shake your fucking hand. Take your hand and shove it right that's basically (laughs) what he said all right so uh we see the ROH invaders they're kind of shown coming into the skybox the match is still going on uh gresham used a rope break pretty early on gresham then once again went for a handshake and macklin said get your own sandwich gresham tried again uh um to to, to to get some submissions in But Macklin was able to overpower him Because Macklin is so much bigger And so much stronger That he was able to get him and Into a submission move So Gresham was forced to use his second um, Submission break But Macklin punches Gresham in the head And now he gets the big warning So now he's got one warning The next warning is going to result In a big L for Steve Macklin Gresham was uh kind of uh he was he was he was he wasn't all there after the punch. But again, Macklin is using his power. Um this time he does actually get the rope break in, but he keeps beating on uh Gresham. He's trying to he just beating on him. Uh but then you know as Macklin stayed on the offense we get Gresham trying to find some offense with a nice boot to the face. Uh, he then, then does a beautiful-looking springboard moonsault. Uh, then he does a missile drop kick, and now the match's momentum has completely shifted over to Jonathan Gresham. But once again, Matt, Steve Macklin, as being the bigger guy, the stronger guy, he overpowers Gresham, and he does a crosshair for a very close two-count um they keep going back and forth and this is when Gresham says all right I gotta use my speed and I gotta bring this big mofo down so he starts going for the knees he starts going for the limbs and then he forces Macklin to use a uh his third rope break Macklin's knees have been tweaked uh so you know now 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 Gresham knows he can get it get the big w gresham locks in a figure four he used the ropes to climb himself up so now he was vertically putting the move on uh standing um you know and and macklin couldn't get out of the move and then he ends up getting pinned in the submission hold for the win for jonathan gresham
1: So I really enjoyed this match a lot. The story here was that uh, Macklin had no honour, but he also had no real uh, experience in the Pure Rules match, and he got got early. He went to his rope breaks too early, and that was the end eventually. So though he was the stronger, rougher, tougher man, Gresham got him on technique and ability. So I I really like that. I love the finish where Gresham has Macklin in a figure four but Gresham is able to use the ropes to basically stand up in it and apply so much pressure that Macklin just has to basically pass out in this hole not really but he stayed down for the pin so pin via figure four the rarely seen finish I really enjoyed this match a lot we're gonna go as high as three and a half uh you know Jarrett family members on this one buddy out of yeah I would
0: have honestly given this one four just because I really love the storytelling in this match. Uh, You know, and and Steve Macklin continues to impress me. Jonathan Gresham is just an absolute killer. And again, I love the fact that they're continuing his story of winning each match a different way every time.
1: Absolutely. Uh, He is a technician. He's a scientist, a surgeon in there, and he knows all the tricks. I really love Jonathan Gresham's work. Can't say enough.
0: All right, cut to the skybox. So Scott Demore did tell the ROH people that they can watch just the ROH Championship, and then they peacefully leave, peacefully. Right, Matt? They peacefully leave,
1: Uh, as it were. It would seem that they are peacefully leaving at this moment. Yes.
0: Right. All right. Next match: Doc Gallows and Joe Doring with Carl Anderson, Eric Young, and Diener versus Heath and Rhino. This feud is still going. For some reason.
1: Yeah, you know what's funny is I kind of got that vibe, though I haven't been watching Impact as closely as you. This feels like the feud that's never, this feels like the Dolph Ziggler versus Kofi Kingston of this era of Impact, you know? Yeah,
0: 100%. Whatever. This match was whatever. I know that we're going to, I know they're building up to violent by design and the good brothers kind of fracturing their their working relationship. And that's going to be the ultimate program, the ultimate end game but I'm just tired of this, whatever. Doc Gallows and Joe Doring won. Anything else to say?
1: No, yeah, it was Doc Gallows, Rhino, and Heath Slater in a tag match on Impact. It was uh, average at best. We're going to go, I would go two Jarrett members out of five, slightly below average.
0: Yep, all right, and then the main event of the night was Josh Alexander versus Charlie Haas, a match I never even thought could have happened, but a match I am so happy did happen, and a match I'm even happier that I watched.
1: Yeah, it was it was it was good, you know. It was uh, it was the poor man's the homeless man's version of Kurt Angle versus Marty Jannetty, which is a stone cold classic from 2005 before the Angle versus Shawn Michaels WrestleMania match. That match was incredible. That's the formula here. This was uh not quite as good as that, but it was uh you know, a poor man's version of that. This was still a good wrestling match.
0: Yeah, but the host of pain, like, man, he's a just- there were times in this match where i'm like dude just retire please you're old he did get some good moves in he looked okay but you can tell that he hasn't done this in a really long time
1: he looked he was a grizzled old veteran in this match he looked old and like yeah not out of shape but you know he was he was sucking a little bit of wind for sure he looked like he looked like a 50 year old man which he is yeah exactly and yeah so you know it just
0: yeah it it was unfortunate at the end of the day, but uh, Josh Alexander ends up winning this match. After the match, Alexander and Haas kind of have uh, the, the respect angle. Everything was good, but the ROH Invaders come back in. They beat down both men. Chris Saban runs in to, f- uh, to help Team Impact, but he also gets his ass kicked. Rich Swan and Willie Mack comes down, and they also get their ass kicked. Uh, but then Rhino and Heath come down. Things kind of uh, even out. The ROH crew kind of kicks everyone's ass. Eddie Edwards does his best ass kicking, but he gets his ass kicked. Um, But he ends up somehow by himself, one face against a thousand heels, make everyone run away. So that was a little puzzling. And Eddie Edwards, of all people. Anyways, that was the show.
1: Matt, that was that was it. Yeah, it was a solid wrestling show. I'll be in and out of Impact for sure. It seems like, you know, they're they're doing well these days. Weird choice, I agree, to have Eddie Edwards standing tall at the end, but it is what it is, to quote you, Boris. Also, I think it's the most notable thing about this match was that apparently uh, Charlie Haas got his bell rung, as it were. He got knocked out in this match, and uh, they completely cut that from the show. But they did a good job of hiding that uh, you, you couldn't if you didn't know that that happened, you wouldn't have seen it. But we hope Charlie Haas is OK. And, uh, you know, this was a pretty good wrestling match. I would go as high as three Elkabongs out of five for this one.
0: Yeah. All right. Let's move on to the main event. And that's GCW's big pay-per-view from the Hammerstein Paul Room, the world on GCW aired Sunday January 23rd I uh, I did a report for slamwrestling.net you should go check it out uh, but uh, yeah man all right so at high level let's talk what did you think of this show Matt
1: Again, I didn't even watch all of it because I I couldn't get past the first match. It was just like I, I after the first match and after reading some of the reviews and some of like the the takes on this show, I kind of knew what I was getting. And it just I just wasn't in the mood for it today. Maybe I'll go back and watch a couple of these matches at the end of the day. You know, we'll see. But yeah, the, this ladder match was terrible. <laughs> it was a disaster.
0: Well, before we even got there, you knew this this show was going to be something. It was something all right. But here's the thing. You know, we praise AEW because they give you a little something for everyone, right? But giving you a little something for everyone can also go wrong. And I think this was the wrong implementation of that. Because, yeah, you had some great Lucha matches. You had a shit show of a ladder match, which honestly just there were so many spots that I was more nervous that they broke their necks or backs uh, that uh, that I just it was it just was not good. and then you had kind of your overbooked match with the Cardona match. it was just a little too much and none of it it, it just seemed like a very random show but this is what happens in an independent promotion
1: absolutely and especially with this with this wide open almost like open mic feel and that's what the show was to me like I've done a little bit of stand-up comedy Boris so I'm not you know Jerry Seinfeld or anything but like I I think I've put on some really good comedy shows in the city of Toronto I've definitely attended some really good comedy shows in the city of Toronto and I've also put on some terrible open mics in the city of Toronto and attended some and to me this was like an open mic this was just a terrible it was like a bunch of and I, I God bless them but a lot of people risk their health and their bodies on this show. And not everyone was like this, but especially in this latter match, it just struck me as like a bunch of amateurs just going out there and kind of figuring it out on the fly. You know what I mean? And it was it was a dangerous wreck and it turned me off of the rest of this show. But I that just sounds way too negative about G C W. Like I don't think that they're I don't think it's bad to have this exist in wrestling. It's just not for me.
0: Yeah, I think I think that's the thing, right? I think that's that's perfectly well put. It's not for you, um, you know. The unfortunate part is GCW had a lot of eyes on this show. You know, everyone heard that they sold out the Hammerstein Ballroom. You know, they've heard through the internet wrestling community that this show was huge. They heard that you know the the hype that Matt Cardona has. You know, they everyone knows the legend. In the indie world of Joey Janela and everything he's done for GCW, so there was a lot of uh, and you know, and then you had the whole you had the Briscoes and their open challenge. So that's going to bring some eyes, right? But at the end of the day, this show,
1: honestly, I've seen much better GCW shows. Yeah, I we've. Done GCW on the podcast before, and I like those shows. I think more than I would have liked this. Like, and that's that's maybe unfair because I'm only going on reviews. But this doesn't seem like it was too great. It seems like it was a miss. It was uh, they they took a shot and they missed this one. But you know, a, a unfortunate break. They'll keep going. It's not gonna ruin GCW.
0: Yeah, exactly. In fact, they're gonna keep getting bigger and bigger because I'm sure that you know, out of every the amount of eyes that they got, I would say that. I don't, you know, even if it's a 50-50 split on people not coming back and coming back, that's more people watching the product than before. Anyways, let's get to it because it was a you know, tons of matches we'll kind of zip through some and you know, the pre-show had the past blue ribbon Battle Royal, these are your contestants Psycho Clown, Dark Sheik uh, Radrick, Effie Hoodfoot, Ruckus KTB, Big Togo Too Hot Steve Scott Juicy Finale, Nate Webb Big Vid, uh, Jani Kai Dustin Thomas, Zach Gowen Yoya, Charles Mason uh, Rio Paul Lufisto and Thunder Rosa
1: Zach Gowan, Zach Gowan wasn't in this match was he? Yeah he was no, I didn't, where was was he? No, Dustin Thomas was in this match. I didn't think Zach Gowen was too. Maybe I'm wrong. Zach, Zach Gowen was in this match. Oh man, I guess I am wrong. I watched this one too. This was the only other match that I watched, and I liked it a lot more than the uh, than the latter match. You know what? Thunder Rosa Boris is a star, absolute star. Oh,
0: a hundred percent, hundred percent. It was crazy. Absolute crazy star, uh, Big Vin ends up winning. Uh, this match was an okay overall thing. You know, Battle Royals are hard to book, especially for indie feds. Uh, but the fans were one hundred percent behind Lufisto and Thunderosa. I was kind of hoping one of them would win, to be honest.
1: Yeah, definitely. It would have been a nice little shout for sure. But yeah, it's uh, the son of nine one one. Big Vin gets the victory, and nine one one comes out to you know crack a PBR with his kid. That was a fun little moment.
0: Yep. All right, match number 2 gr- was a scramble match. So we had Grim Reefer versus Shane Mercer versus Dante Leon versus Jack
1: Cartwheel versus Ninja Mac versus Alex Zane. Remember Alex Zane? Ja- yeah, I do remember Alex Zane, cup of coffee in WWE. Um yeah, Jack Cartwheel is one of those names that's so bad it's great. That's just pro wrestling right there. I love Jack Cartwheel and Ninja Mac. Ninja Mac as well. Noah superstar Ninja Mac
0: yeah all right grim reefer wins this one this match tons of spots and you know we end up getting a a DDt on Mercer reefer gets a DDt on Mercer over a chair gets the pin for the win so your winner was grim reefer uh you know we'll we'll, we'll rate the main card but let's keep on rolling so the main card was it was something, because, you know, this match, I think we called it, that this match was either going to be very good or a train wreck. Unfortunately, yeah. it was the latter. So that was the grab-the-brass-ring ladder match, which featured Jordan Oliver versus Jimmy Lloyd versus Alex Cologne versus G. Raver versus PCO versus Tony Deppen versus AJ Gray. Now, Leo Rush was originally supposed to be in this match, but he was moved off of this match because Jonathan Gresham couldn't make it to New York City for this match.
1: Yeah, it's silver lining there for uh for Leo Rush, although I'm sure he would have helped kind of make this match a little more spectacular. He would have made the spots a little more clean. Right. Couple things.
0: I I, I don't even know how to give a blow by blow, but let's 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 do this. Number 1 People are using six foot ladders. Why the fuck would you use a six foot ladder and try to grab the brass ring? Number two, the brass ring wasn't even aligned to the center of the ring, which is made for a very awkward looking presentation on TV
1: yeah it kind of the whole thing was just and it's not like I'm a big Jim Cornette fan or anything but to use the Jim Cornette line it was just outlaw mud show bullshit here Boris this was the whole thing looked unprofessional and dangerous and like terrifying but not in the good way it was like man somebody might Die in this in this match. Like these guys are insane and out of control. And if, if that's your thing, that's really cool. But I just I I yeah, I don't know. There are good ladder matches. There are good weapons matches. I love the exploding barbed wire match from AEW, for example. I, I really thought that Cody Rhodes versus Sammy Guevara ladder match from last night's beach break was really, really strong. There are good weapons matches out there. This was a embarrassing disaster this was a fucking train wreck this this was like an embarrassment to pro wrestling Honestly,
0: yeah there were was missed like absolute botches the ladder was just flimsy as all hell there was even a spot where someone tried to jump off a ladder but it was so flimsy and he just jumped
1: like dude just you gotta be careful yeah, it was like this was like more of a Tosh .point oh segment than it was a wrestling match or something. Even PCO was like had a rough night, story. right? Like
0: even yeah. PCO was was it wasn't his best night, but I, I I feel like you know he he did what he could.
1: This was yeah, just a, a a compilation of fails on YouTube. That's what this was. This was a a disaster, an embarrassment to pro wrestling. You have to say negative stars on this one. I would say like to me, it's tough to go like negative 2.5 or like two point seven five stars or whatever. Right? It's either like minus five stars and one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life, or. Like minus one star and just like one of the worst things I've ever seen in wrestling. You know what I mean? So this was an embarrassment to wrestling, but it wasn't an embarrassment to art. It wasn't one of the worst, like, it wasn't like Piggy James or something like that. It wasn't the boogeyman eating worms or the boogeyman eating growths off a woman's face, but it was still embarrassing, terrible wrestling, negative stars, minus one star, Boris, for this one. Terrible, yep. terrible match. Turned me off the show twice. I tried to watch the show twice and I couldn't get through it after this one. Twice.
0: AJ Gray ends up winning this match Alright, the next match was Team Gringo, Gringo Loco Flamita and Ares versus Team Bandito Bandito, ASF and Laredo Kid, this match was by far match of the night Some people may say it was a spot fest, but there was stuff in this match that you rarely see and for a trio slucha match, this match was really well done
1: Nice, yeah, again, no, so I'm out on this show at this point, but I have heard of all the matches on this show, this one definitely got the most buzz, the most, like, go out of your way to watch this match, so yeah, I'm, I'm excited to hear that you enjoyed it as well.
0: Yep, there was this one um, a spot where, where all three men of their respective teams climbed each other's shoulders, and stuff happened. You just have to watch this. <laughs> nice. It was great. I love this match. Um, This match was really good. Team Gringo ends up winning. I would rate this match three and a half Gringo Locos out of five.
1: Very good. So, yeah, it sounds like a solid uh, effort on this show, which, uh, you know, maybe didn't have too many.
0: <laughs> yep. Well, the next match was very good as well. That was Blake Christian or was originally supposed to face Jonathan Gresham for the ROH Championship in a pure rules match. But... Jonathan Gresham wasn't there, so Blake Christian comes out. He says uh, that uh, Jonathan Gresham couldn't make it, but he still wants his shot at the ROH world title. He says if there's anyone out there, you know, come out and face him. Leo Rush comes out, and these two have a short but very good match. I really like this match. Leo Rush just looked great. Blake Christian, dude,
1: he looked great, and he made Cora Jade proud. (laughs) Awesome. Yeah, I am glad that Blake Christian is back in wrestling and getting back to it. Cause he's he we always liked him in NXT. He's a very talented kid. And Leo Rush is one of the best wrestlers alive, honestly. He does everything in every match, he'll do something that you've never seen before, or just run in a way or move in a way that you've never quite seen before in a wrestling ring. And he's just a, an incredible, transcendent talent, Leo Rush is. Wish he could get his head on straight, as it were.
0: Yeah, exactly. But it you know, he's got he's got stuff to deal with, right? Like, whatever it is, you do you, man. You do you. I'll always respect your work in the ring. So Blake Christian 100%. ends up winning after a 450 splash. All right, and this match I would also rate three and a half uh Cora Jade's out of five.
1: Dope. you know what? Of any match on the show, I actually should go back and watch this one because I really like both guys. There's no reason for me to not check this one out.
0: Now the next match is one that you can absolutely skip, and this is an you know, I know a lot of people who like this, but this match was just full of cheap pops, stupid pups, spots, and overbooked beyond belief. And that was Joey Janela versus Matt Cardona.
1: Nice. Yeah, so it seems like they were going for like the the Edge and Mick Foley versus Terry Funk and Tommy Dreamer vibe, but they kind of like missed their target a little bit, right?
0: Yeah, so as we mentioned last week, Matt Cardona does in fact come out to enter Sandman. He's wearing a red flannel shirt, and the back of the shirt says, Fuck Mick Foley.
1: That's that's great healing, coming out to enter Sandman. That's an unbelievable move. I That's really, really good. One of the highlights of the show, I'm sure. Yep,
0: yeah, there was also a banner that said, If Cardona wins, we riot. Love it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. All right, so Cardona really controlled most of this match against Joey Janela. Uh, They were teasing the whole Chelsea Green joining Joey Janela thing. At one point, Chelsea Green uh, does a low blow on Matt Cardona, tells Joey Janela to uh, give him a splash off the top rope. Once Joey Janela was at the top rope, she um, punches Janela. Janela falls off the top rope. Matt Cardona is, in fact, wearing a jockstrap to protect himself. So it was a ploy all along, Matt. My God. My God, Boris. Yep. All, all right. right. Chelsea Green brings in the the uh, Internet, Internet Championship into the ring, and um, Joey Janela ends up getting a hold of it. That's when Smart Mark Sterling makes his way into the ring, and he says... That as he wrote the contracts for this match, Joey Janela's an idiot and didn't read the actual contract. He said that if Joey Janela uses the internet championship against Cardona, he gets the loss. Uh, So uh, uh, Janela's pretty pissed off. Janela then takes out Cardona. He tries to find plunder under the ring. And this is when Hornswoggle comes out.
1: Oh, <laughs> Hornswoggle appearance. That's what we were all clamoring for here in 2021. Cool.
0: Yep. Yep. So
1: Hornswoggle
0: uh, slams Janella into the ring post. He's super proud of himself. He runs into the ring and this is when uh, Sam Steakhouse comes out. He fights with Hornswoggle. Uh, stuff is going on. Uh, you know, whatever. Uh, Hornswoggle takes out Sam Steakhouse, he's again happy with himself. He starts flipping the crowd. And this is when Marco Stunt shows up. He beats up Hornswoggle, who's barely taller than him, which is hilarious. Uh, Cardona then attacks Marco Stunt from behind. Joey Janela made his way back to the ring, took out Cardona yet again. Janela found more plunder, uh, and he starts hitting uh, Janela, or he starts hitting him with everything. Chelsea Green grabs the internet championship again. Uh, Janela ends up powerbombing Chelsea Green. And then uh, we see a masked man come in. He spears Janela through a door that was set up in the corner of the ring. They did the edge angle, you know, with the biker, the biker, everything, and the biker helmet. Uh, The masked man took off his helmet to reveal it was none other than Brian Myers. Cardona hit a rough rider on Janela on another door that was set up. He gets a pin. He gets a win. After the match, uh, the crowd just starts throwing all the garbage into the ring. Um, and then this is when X Pac comes out and he helps Joey Janela fend off against Cardona and Myers.
1: Yeah, so yeah, lots of run ins. I think actually you might have even missed the Virgil run in there. I heard he ran into this match too. Yeah, yeah.
0: Virgil showed up at with <laughs> Mark Sterling. He comes out wearing a Vince McMahon mask and it was just like it was just too much.
1: yeah, I guess it's okay to have one of these on the show. You know what I mean? But at the same time, I it was part of the reason why I didn't watch because I heard all the reviews and heard all of the craziness. I was just like, ah, you know, you gotta be in the mood for it. I'm not in the mood yeah, for it. Yeah, this match is too much. This
0: match is just too much. Worked. I,
1: I, sure, I'm okay with in- one or two references. Sorry,
0: sorry, Matt. I'm okay no worries, with one or man. two references. But just a match full of cheap pops and nostalgia hits? I'm fine. No.
1: Yeah, not necessarily what I want to see at this moment. But I'm sure it worked for the people in the building. You know what I mean? It was probably exciting to see all those people come out. Exactly.
0: And that, I think that's who it was intended for, right? And Which goes back to another thing about indie wrestling. That the matches are made for the crowd, not necessarily for a TV viewing audience. Absolutely. All right. So I would give this match one and a half. What the fucks out of five?
1: <laughs> fair enough, man. Fair enough. I will not go back to confirm your rating.
0: Do not. All right. The next match was actually very good. And it was Ruby Soho versus Ali Catch. Dude, they had an amazing video package hyping up the match uh, because, you know, the whole the, the theme of the night was, you know, like, you know, we were told no. Now we're here. Now we're doing it, right? So Ali Catch's dream match has always been against Ruby Soho. She finally gets All her right. match. This match was fantastic. Ruby Soho ends up winning in a really, really good match. You should go out and find this match. I would give this match three uh, Sohos out of five.
1: Very good. That's, that's nice to, for uh, a good shout for Ali catch getting her dream match. That's a nice feel-good moment. Uh, yeah, so good to have a no nonsense, no bullshit match after that one, right?
0: Exactly. Uh, Jeff Jarrett versus Effie. Jeff Jarrett comes out to a remix of his TNA theme. Um and he's just, you know, trying to prove that he's the last outlaw, whatever that means. And uh, this match was whatever. It was Jeff Jarrett trying to use his guitar the entire match. Ends up getting the guitar shot over him Effie ends up winning the match.
1: Yeah, weird that Jeff Jarrett wins this thing, you know what I mean? And they had they had some interplay, I guess, with Vladimir, the super fan of uh, a generation ago. So that's kind of fun. But yeah, Effie versus Jeff Jarrett, and Jeff Jarrett wins? Worth it?
0: <laughs> I don't know. We're going to see another match between these two. I think there's it's inevitable.
1: Guaranteed. Guaranteed. All right. I would give this match two and a half guitar shots out of five. Oh, nice, the Mad Cat Moss line, the Mendoza line, the Jeff Jarrett line, maybe.
0: Yep, match number nine for the GCW World Championship, John Moxley versus Homicide. This match was okay. You know, it was exactly what you would think from these two, right? John Moxley, though, was like, you know, throughout the match, he was getting more aggressive, getting more aggressive, getting more aggressive. He ends up getting super aggressive. Uh, he ends up uh, getting a paradigm shift, retains... This match, I would honestly give three hardcores out of five.
1: Nice. The most uh, the most noteworthy thing in this match might be the fuck bully Ray chant that busted out here in uh, ECW territory. So that's a uh, tough beat for bully Ray, but also fuck bully Ray. I agree with the GCW fans.
0: Yeah, and then the main event of the night was the Briscoes versus an unknown team. Again, like, let's be honest. As much as everyone wanted F for it to be FTR, if it was FTR, Tony Khan is dumber than I think he is.
1: <laughs> dumber than you think he is, suggesting that you do already think Tony Khan is dumb. Have you seen the Jacksonville Jaguars? Have you seen Fulham <laughs> FC? That's fair. Well, he's not exactly the coach and GM of the Jaguars, but at the same time, you know, I don't know. I saw I did see the, the comments he released. Uh, after uh you know what oh god damn it what's her name i blew my own joke i didn't see the comments he released after big swole's thing damn it horse! i blew it let's just get through this show
0: yep the briscoes <laughs> ended up facing nick gage and matt tremont gcw legends this match i think our recap of this match is going to go longer than this match because it was brisk, all Briscoes. Then all of a sudden, in the middle of the match, momentum changes. Nick Gage and Matt Ramon end up winning. Uh, Nick Gage gets on the mic. He cuts a promo basically saying GCW is the best. I love New York. I love GCW. And uh, he asks the fans if they're ready because there's more to come.
1: Dope. Oh, all right. So, yeah, again, I'm not – mad that GCW exists. I'm not saying it's garbage and you're an idiot if you watched it, but I am I am saying that that ladder match was garbage, and that's why it turned me off for the rest of the show, but let's go GCW. Let's keep going. Uh, I feel like this was a missed opportunity, a swing and a miss, but you got to pick the bat back up and go up to the bat again. Go up to that plate, and let's hope the next one's a home run.
0: Exactly. So for the main event, I would put this match on the Madcap Moss line. I would give it two and a half. Mad Cat Mosses out of five, and that's the GCW show. Overall, I would rate this show three GCWs out of five. It wasn't an assault to wrestling, that ladder match was. But overall, I think that there was enough good on this card to say that GCW has some positive momentum. But I'm going to akin this to a Lucha, uh, Lucha promotion. What's good is good, but what's bad is embarrassing. With that said, Matt, what do we got coming up?
1: Uh, So for sure, next week on BAM, we're going to do a little Super Bowl preview in the sports section. In wrestling, we're going to talk about the the Impact Wrestling show that's happening tonight, January 27th, 2022. We're probably going to give you a blow-by-blow on that. Also, we'll talk some PWG Battle of Los Angeles, BOLA winner and spoilers, and hopefully we'll be able to see that show sometime in April or May based on PWG's history
0: exactly alright man as I mentioned so tons of shows coming out on the Patreon if you're coming from SNME but the big one is the Royal Rumble after party that's 15 minutes after the Royal Rumble or so join Jason Agnew Matt and myself as we talk all things Royal Rumble and we kick off to Wrestlemania season then on Sunday it's the main show again and man tons to go through baller gear CA for all your s radio merch he's Matt I'm Boris adios
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.